and welcome back to another wild wednesday i'm your host chase from chase and josh factor fantasy and you're listening to interesting facts with chase where we dive into some of the extra detail that's in the books of the harry potter franchise so uh today we're going to be covering interesting facts chapters 25 through 28 we are officially on the back half of harry potter and the deathly hallows as this train this hogwarts express continues for us here So praise to the fallen of our friend Dobby. Uh, There lies a free elf. We have passed that point. We are in part two, uh, where now, as of Sunday, we did just enter the Lestrange vault and go get the goblet for the next Horcrux. So uh, we are getting into some fine detail here. Some really exciting news. Our next episode of Interesting Facts will actually be our 100th episode here at Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. So once again, guys, it really means a lot, all you do for us. And we always say this, y'all are the shields that guard the realms of fantasy, and we're nothing without you. So it really means a lot. But with that, we got a lot of really awesome detail to dive into today. So let's go ahead and kick us off and get started. So the Lestrange Vault, a little bit of detail on that. Uh, So it's actually even lower than Vault 713. If you didn't know, Vault 713 was in the Sorcerer's Stone, and that's where the Sorcerer's Stone was hidden. So you remember where Hagrid took Harry in year one. It's actually even lower than that. So it's looked to be even in a more highly secure area because it's looked at as an even more important vault. It is unknown if the vault of the Lestrange vault stayed in use after the Ukrainian Iron Belly, the dragon, broke out of the vault. Bellatrix did gain access to the vault when she originally married into the family. So People forget Bellatrix was originally Bellatrix Black, part of the Sirius Black family. It was used generations before Bellatrix in the Lestrange family, and it was used generation to generation. Actually, after the Second Wizarding War, it is unknown if the Lestrange family members survived and kept using Strange Family Vault, the ones that did not go to Azkaban. Travers, so he's actually mentioned in the chapters we did cover on Sunday. So Travers, he's a Death Eater. Uh, he's actually mentioned on page. 526 if you want to look that up but he's a British dark wizard he actually fought in the first wizarding war originally he did help murder Marlene McKinnon and her family and was imprisoned for a crime and then he did escape Azkaban in 1995 after Voldemort's return his wand is still unknown the length and core and the Travers family is part of the pureblood family directory and the sacred 28 which we have talked about before on interesting fact uh Marlene McKinnon, just a little refresher on her. We talked about her before. She was one of the original members of the Order of the Phoenix. Her and her entire family were murdered by Death Eaters. Igor Kakarov actually implicated Travers was involved. So remember Igor Kakarov from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, Moody did show a picture of her in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, remember, he was showing the original Order and said that she and Order members had been murdered by Death Eaters. Um, and that was taken two weeks after she had died. Uh, two weeks prior to her death, that photo was taken. A probity probe. So what a probity probe is, just a review on that. So that's a dark detector. It looks like a golden car antenna. So remember they were using those when Hermione 
disguised as Bellatrix with the Polyjuice Potion was trying to go into the Strange Family Vault. But that's basically what they won down. It's a car antenna kind of gold item, um, but it's waved in front of a person to detect concealment spells or hidden magical objects. Mentioned on page 529 on Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So it does say here, remember they were talking about there is a poem in the Gringotts Bank that warns of what lies beneath and warns intruders and imposters from stealing its gold that's inside there. So on page 529 at the bottom, it says two goblins stood before the inner doors, which were made of silver and which carried the poem warning of dire retribution to potential thieves. So what that poem actually is, it says, enter stranger, but take heed of what awaits the sin of greed. For those who take but do not earn must pay most dearly in their turn. So if you seek beneath our floors a treasure that was never yours, thief, you have been warned, beware of finding more than treasure there. The cushioning charm. So remember as they were heading down that way into the Lestrange family vault, the cart was crashing and Hermione stopped them with a cushioning charm. So uh, just a quick review on that. A cushioning charm, what that is, is it places a cushioning effect on an object. It's used primarily in broomstick making actually to make broomsticks more comfortable for riders. And it's related to the softening charm. The charm was actually invented by Elliot Smethwick in 1820 and is accredited with making broomstick travel more comfortable. The softening charm that's related to the cushioning charm, the incantation is actually spongify, but it just makes a purple and orange color that's emitted. It's most useful for making objects rubbery or bouncy. It was actually part of first year's charms and it was also taught in the second year of Transfiguration class. It was taught by Minerva McGonagall. It is covered in the standard book of spells year one by Miranda Goshock. Known practitioners of this spell are Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley, Gilderoy Lockhart, Phyllis Flitwick, Minerva McGonagall, and Jacob Sibling. The Gemino curse, just a review on that because that's mentioned on page five 37. Remember, we talked about that a good bit actually in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix as well. But that's known as the doubling charm or the spell used to duplicate an object can be used to bewitch an object to multiply it repeatedly. All you do is you flick your wand to perform the spell. Uh, the Gemino curses and flagrant curses was what was on the gold in the Lestrange family vault when they went to go get the goblet. So remember, as they went to try to grab the goblet, the gold was doubling and multiplying while it was actually burning them. So flagrant curses, it caused an object to uh, emit searing heat when touched. The incantation is flagante, and it causes objects to burn on contact. And this was in the Lestrange family vault, and it was placed on the gold. Levy corpus, just a review on that. Remember, this is what Hermione used to lift Harry up to grab the goblet. So it's known as the dangling jinx. The incantation is levy corpus. And then it one movement is an upward flick. It emits a green light and suspends people by their ankles in the air. It was invented by Severus Snape and it can be cast non-verbally or aloud. The counter jinx is actually Libra Corpus. Libra Corpus, the counter jinx is a hand movement jerk wand upwards and it emits a flash of light that's unknown in color. Then impervious is also mentioned. So Hermione screeched impervious in an attempt to protect herself. This was during the Lestrange 
family vault uh, when they were trying to steal the goblet as well on page 539 you can see this what that does it waterproofs objects most known use when she actually used this spell was back in prisoner of azkaban when she said impervious and made harry's glasses impervious to water damage and make sure water didn't get in his eyes when he was playing during the quidditch match so relatio is also mentioned so this is on page 541 at the bottom it says pointing his wand at thick cuffs chaining the beast at the floor and he yelled relatio so this is when they actually released the dragon from the bottom of the lestrange family vault and it broke out and then they blasted their way out of the bank. Uh, relatio is a jinx that forces a target to release its grip on whatever it was holding. It works on both the living and inanimate targets, so long as it was holding something. The hand movement is point the wand at the target. It's also known as the revulsion jinx, and he emits a purple or gold light. Defadio, so that's on page 542. So it says, then he heard Hermione yelling, Defadio, and she was helping the dragon enlarge the passageway. So Defadio is a gouging spell, and that's the incantation. It's Defadio, and it carves through material. It can carve through earth and stone with ease. It was known for digging out areas and leaving the rest of the environment relatively untouched. Phileas Flitwick actually taught this to six years in his charms class. Uh, the hand movement is down across down, or you can actually go up across up. Known practitioners of this spell is Hermione Granger, Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, and Phileas Flitwick. The Ukrainian Iron Belly. So that is the dragon that's at the bottom of Gringotts Bank that they actually broke out on. I know we talked about it a little bit before on Interesting Facts, but just so you can hear a little bit more on it. So its eye color is supposed to be deep red. Its skin color is metallic gray and silver. So remember in the book, it was so pale because it had basically been trapped beneath bank for so long is why it was pretty much white. But they are native to Ukraine. The beast class is 5X. Uh, it is said to be the largest dragon in the wizarding world. The Ukrainian iron belly dragons have been constant observation from wizards authority ever since a Ukrainian iron belly was carried off the sailing ship from the Black Sea in 1799. The boat actually was lucky and empty at the time, and it is slower, the dragon is slower than other dragons, but can produce flame up to 3,560 degrees Fahrenheit or 1,960 degrees Celsius. Newt Scamander actually was known for working with Ukrainian iron bellies during World War I. Uh, the Black Sea is a large body of water surrounded by Bulgaria, Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Georgia, and Turkey. It does come near the Mediterranean Sea and separates Eastern Europe from Western Asia. Gringotts Bank, um, just a little bit more about that. It is the only wizarding bank in the wizarding world. Josh actually talked about this a little bit on his interesting facts when we did our Sorcerer's Stone episode. So if you wanted to go back and review that, but just a little bit more in depth on it. Um, it is owned and operated by only goblins. It was founded by Gringot, who was a goblin in 1474. Its main offices are located around the north side of Diagon Alley in London, England. It can store valuables in gold. It can also exchange muggle money for wizard money. The motto of Gringotts Bank is Fortius K.O. Fidelius, a Latin phrase that means strength through loyalty. The bank issues checks and has a specific form of transaction, and it is its own mail system. The form for the transactions is the bank form 
5y8-kz007 is the bank form for that. And actually, you can see all this if you go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando. Also, they have it in California because you can actually exchange your muggle money for wizarding money there. Gringot was born in the 15th century, and he is featured on a chocolate frog card for finding Gringotts and the founding establishment of management at the bank. The gold statue that you'll actually see in front of Gringotts Bank is Gringot himself that's standing on a pile of coins in Diagon Alley, which you can actually see this as well in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal. Universal, uh, Orlando, Cotterwalling Charm. Just a review of that. We've talked about this on Interesting Facts before. This is mentioned in the book. It says, you set off the Cotterwalling Charm. Remember, this is when the Death Eaters uh, were talking to Aberforth when they were looking for Harry, Ron, and Hermione. But uh, it's the charm that caused any unauthorized person entering the perimeter of a certain area to set off an alarm, which made a high-pitched scream, and the incantation is still unknown. So Aberforth Dumbledore. So he's a half-blood born between September 1st, 1883 and August 31st, 1884. No exact date is known when he was actually born, though. But of course we know his family members, of course, Percival, Kendra, Albus, Ariana, and Aurelius Dumbledore. Honoria is his actual aunt. The family did live in Mood on the Wood, but Aberforth's favorite tale was the Grumble the Grubby Goat. Unlike Albus, he liked to solve his differences by dueling, but was always thought as incomparable to Albus despite exceptional dueling skills. He was known for a goat corporeal Patronus. Grumble the Grubby Goat. That story is a children's tale that involves goats that attract flies. Albus and Aberforth forth would get in arguments which story they would read before bedtime whether it was the tale of four brothers or this story the story of grumble the grubby goat is mentioned only in albus dumbledore's notes uh the real version we actually have today even that you can buy and purchase of tales and beetle and the bard isn't in there and it wasn't in albus's book tales of beetle and the bard either so what that actually suggests is it could actually be a muggle tale that he just wrote in his notes that wasn't even in Tales of Beetle and the Bard. Once again, guys, welcome back to Interesting Facts with Chase. It really means a lot. All you do for us on this show, checking out Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy and then our bonus episodes here. I know we took about a, a week off doing our differences. Uh, we had some great material that's going to be coming up. Next week is our 100th episode next week coming up we're gonna really be getting into really what we call the climax of this book with the battle of hogwarts and you're gonna find out all the secrets about severus snape uh, guys you can always follow us on instagram my personal instagram is rbrow129 you can follow j nelly at j nelly 83 you can follow us at our podcast account at official ridiculous patronus you can follow us on pinterest now at Ridiculous Patronus. You can follow us on Facebook at Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. You can follow us on TikTok at Ridiculous Patronus. Cast a spell on that subscribe button. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, uh, really anywhere you get your podcast. Looking forward to this just final ride here of Deathly Hallows coming up at the end. So we only got a few more episodes left and we're definitely gonna make them count. Thanks for all you do for us. Once again, guys, this is Interesting Facts with Chase. 
I'm your host, Chase, from Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. This has been a ridiculous production. Tune in next week for our 100th episode. Signing off.